Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week. Therefore, it's another episode. Oh. I know I say this all the time, but I've got a great episode for you today. I sit down with actor David Carlyle. Um, You definitely know David from um, It's a Sin. Uh, But we talk about his life, I guess, leading up to to, um, one of the most important and and astoundingly brilliant TV shows of of, of the last year or so. Um, But we have a lovely chat, and I can't wait for you to hear it. before we get on with that chat, a few thank yous. Um, thanks to Screwpip uh, and all my friends at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to 76 for producing this. Always the biggest thanks go to you lot for listening, liking, subscribing, sharing, retweeting, messaging, and just being bloody nice. So, yeah, thanks loads. Um, if this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then um, when you get to the end of today's episode uh, with David why not go and have a look in the archives because there's 350 episodes in uh, available for you to go and listen to for free um if you like hearing actors talking about music you can hear me talking to Maxine Peake Amanda Abington Joe Hartley Thomas Turgus um who else Michael Smiley uh, gosh there's lots and lots um and musicians you know, I've I've had some some absolute superstars that I've been blessed to have had give up their time. Uh, you can hear me talking to Foo Fighters, Motley Crue, Idols, Suede, Sleaford Mods, uh, Fatboy Slim, Suede. Yeah, go and have a go and have a look in the archives and uh, and, and and see which um, which ones tickle your fancy. And uh, and they're all free. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, then subscribe. That really helps. Um, if you see us on the socials, give us a like, love, a share, a retweet. Feel free to always drop us a message. Um, and, yeah, also there's a, a Patreon. Patreon's like a kind of crowd support thing, um, and I put up stuff over there. So there's a back catalogue of 200 episodes uh, over there. Um, there's loads of videos. You can watch all the episodes over on Patreon. Um and it'll cost you 20p a week. I think it's 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 99p a month or a dollar a month. Uh so yeah, you can you can support the podcast there. Um that's just Patreon P A T R E O N dot com forward slash off the beat and track. Um well in, in fact your one stop shop for everything you need to know about this podcast and back catalogues and, and everything else is www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. That's B and not beaten. Beat and track. See what I've done there? Beats and tracks. Tracks of life, you know, all of that. Anyway, you know the drill by now. We're 350 episodes in. Um, if you don't, where have you been? And uh, and as mentioned earlier, if you've not been on track, then go catch up. Go get stuck in. Tell your mates. Stick it on your headphones when you're out on your push bike or just one headphone. Make sure you still have a little listen to the traffic. I'm waffling there. I'll tell you what, let's have some ace chat. And uh, and that ace chat is coming via today's guest. Um, please enjoy off the beat and track podcast with David Carlisle. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now, and you may have heard me talking about the products from the cacao bar and this. 
gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, and what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to, and all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track podcast. Hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. David, how are you doing today? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be chatting to you. Wonderful, mate. Where are you today? I'm at home uh, in London. Yeah, um, I was doing a bit of teaching this morning, which was good. Um, Kept me busy. I got a bike recently to keep my fitness up <laughs> after lockdown um so i was cycling uh there and back today which is great and then this is my kind of reward my bit of chill time chatting to you about my music how are you finding uh cycling in london <laughs> uh yeah it's a bit of a blood sport isn't it like, yeah yeah <laughs> you've got to keep your wits about you um it's, it's all right i mean Actually, see the city mapper app. I mean, this is so geeky, but like the city mapper app's awesome because it tells you different routes to go that doesn't mean you've got to deal with white vans and stuff. So it's like more back roads. So it's pretty good. Or like via the canals that are around. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a 20 minute part of my journey, which is about an hour that's uh, hairy. But <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Very hairy. You, you mentioned lockdown there. Before we get on with the, the, the song choice, it's just to touch on that. Um, you know, we're recording this in October, and we're, we're in a far more open and connected time now than we was at the the start of this year um, and, and last year. How how did you find that that time, both personally and creatively? Yeah, um, the first. When it first happened, when was that now? But March, wasn't it? Yeah, March 2020. I actually really was grateful for the time. It was it's a weird contradiction, isn't it? Because something horrible was happening in the country and it was scary um, and upsetting. But I was grateful for the, the time to slow down. I think when you're a freelancer and um, you're in an industry that's so competitive, you can the rat race can get a bit much and it was really nice to have it stop for a minute and feel and just feel like you you weren't you shouldn't be doing something I always feel struggle with that I always feel kind of oh I need to be working or I need to be doing something else oh. so that was really great to have that time and then I got bored <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I got upset because we had to cancel our wedding so that was like a couple of months down the line with the cancel that. That was painful. Reorganizing the whole thing, that was just irritating. And then and then we um I put myself to good use and we bought a flat. Because <laughs> we basically had a bit of money then because we were cancelled the wedding till you know God knows when. So I was like, well, let's spend the money semi-wisely. And I just said, Can we do this? You know, I went for it. And then we ended up buying a flat, which was just amazing. And that kept me busy. Um and then I kind of came out of it and I actually found time to like exercise. And I, I, personally, I didn't find it too difficult. I was up and down like everybody. Creatively, it's been hell. Um, I mean, I think actors are good at keeping themselves creative because we, we tend to expect to be out of work. But um, knowing that work isn't going to happen, that's been kind of tough, you know, because what keeps you going is that there might be something around the corner. So you've got to stay prepared for it, you know, like match fit. And knowing that for such a long time, nothing was happening. Um, I have to say I found the, the more recent months more difficult just because the, the world is limping back to to life. What did Johnson say? God, the sleeping giant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, it's coming back to life. It was like 
but it's coming back to life slowly. And I, I was kind of like, oh, things are going to start really happening, but actually they're not quite. It's still going to take a while, and that's kind of tough to accept. But just up and down. I mean, I can't complain, but not, nor can I also say it was amazing. It was just up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 start the playlist. And, oh God, uh, okay. And David, for track one, I'm going to ask you please to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. I think it's Purple Rain, Prince. And why is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. It's an incredible record. Cool, well, because we're on Zoom, right? For those, that, I mean, I'm just looking at your face, going, "Is that cool?" Or not? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Um, <laughs> why did I choose it? To be honest, it just makes my spine tingle, yeah. and that's there's no other reason than that. Um, I've got a kind of link to all of these sto- uh, all of these um, songs that I've chosen, and, and and most songs I think as most people do. But and so there's a real clear image in my mind of being on a plane, um, flying back from London at 18. It was my first sort of major outing on my own, and I just auditioned to drama school, uh, and I just really remember listening to this song. But that's not the reason why I chose it. I just think it makes my spine tingle. <laughs> uh, I just think it's really beautiful. I think it it's got a, and I love him. <laughs> and I just like, and it, I, sometimes I wonder if you can actually describe something that feels like it came from somebody's soul. And I don't mean to sound overly wanky about that, but I feel if, like that if, came if you out want to talk it. wanky about music, you're on the right podcast. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I just feel like he he was feeling something and it came out of it and then you'll never not be able to experience that. Like, I, I just hear that at the beginning of it and I'm like, oh, it makes me, it takes my breath away. I just think it's extraordinary. And, oh, can I tell you actually, this this isn't a lie. I promise you it isn't a lie. Not, I mean, not. And you knew I sent you these songs last night. Right? Yeah, yeah. This morning on my bike ride, I safely listened to one ear uh, of something and I went oh I'm just going to go back through like Stu's back catalogue and have a listen and I found your one with Gail Porter and I went oh my god like I really think she's super cool we kind of like share emojis with each other like on Instagram we haven't kind of like connected properly but I think she's like super cool and um, I was listening to that and she her greatest in, or her best intro is Purple Rain yeah. Prince I, I, I honestly never fell off my bike <laughs> I was just like, oh, what? Uh, yeah, that that was such a coincidence. Oh, I mean, you've got sure to message her. You've got to I'm message gonna, her about this I'm because she's one to, of my best mates, gal. Like, <laughs> and she'll love that. She'll absolutely yeah. love that. You've got to do it. you got to do I it. I will. Because every morning, you know, on Twitter, she puts like her good morning and she does a good night as well. And yeah. I just think that is absolute <laughs> gift game that she's got. And I just think I like kind of wake up to her and go to sleep <laughs> with her gift game. And then and I just think she's super cool. I've admired that like since I was a kid. And then I nearly fell off a bite this morning when she said that purple rain. <laughs> I can't talk about the song as cool as she can because she's got, I mean, so much insight. But I just feel like it makes my spine tingle and I just love it. I love the whole song. I can't stop listening to it when it's on. You know, it's one of those that I need people to shut up so I can hear the whole thing. And it makes me emotional in all kinds of ways not just emotional sad you know just like yeah. it's all kind of feel it i love it <laughs> it's quite euphoric as well i think mm. my favorite bit i mean i'm not a fan of guitar solos apart from in purple rain mm. like yeah. the guitar solos just too good it's like cool, yeah. and and it's just that right at the end when he literally is almost howling just that yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not do that justice there. I will. Uh, but He's oh, in his <laughs> so good, isn't it? So, so good. good. And I think like the even just everything that's attached to that song. So some of the footage you see of him playing it live, the video, the, the camera sort of looking up at him is like iconic kind of eighties cinematography or something. Just like we're going to come underneath and just show him like. Yeah standing back like down with his guitar like oh yeah i love him a lot <laughs> did you ever get to see prince never no never and i actually came, to be honest i actually came to prince kind of late i don't know because i was of the generation of um maybe that's not the right thing to say not the generation of but i was of the school of michael jackson is the one i want to be listening to 
Yeah. Uh, and so it was later on that then I, it was, I think it was like one of my, my dad's kind of like, I don't know, one of his mates or something, maybe had like a Prince poster and everything. And what's that? And then, um, not what's that? I'd sort of heard about it and went, oh, I'll just start listening. And then it was really like proper, maybe 16, 17, that I started actually listening to his music and thinking, you're amazing. I, I think what's that is exactly the right way <laughs> to approach <laughs> Prince. Because yeah. I, I'm of a generation where, uh, you know, I, I'm 48. So I was probably 10 or 11 when Purple Rain come out and mm. the film come out and all of a sudden, you know, I, I was being exposed to Michael Jackson, Madonna, mm-hmm. you know, the, the real pop heavyweights. Uh, but I remember just seeing, first of all, before Purple Rain, seeing the video to When Doves Cry, and it mm-hmm. was, which was the first kind of glimpse we saw of the film Purple Rain, seeing him on the motorbike, yeah. and I was like, what is that? Because he was just like, he was like a Bowie. He looked like nothing else. He was like... <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. It's amazing, yeah. whatever it is, and I want to know more. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I want to know more. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and anything that come out of his mouth or anything he picks up and played, just – and I don't use the word genius very often, but, yeah, I think it's safe yeah. to say Prince was one. Definitely. There was an interview he did where someone said, like, about him playing an instrument, and he went, what one? And then they were like, well – this one he was like then he named all the chords uh, all the i mean it was just like he just knew everything he was an absolute master yeah. at his craft and i just loved as well like i think the androgyny if that's the, the right word definitely yeah i just as a young guy and particularly like I, i'm gay and sort of what's worrying god about my sexuality i remember just seeing this master and going you are like a whole thing I need to start to understand <laughs> him and Bowie, you know, I was like, what is this? And boy, George, you know, and this, how can, how can they look like that and be so cool and so worshipped? Like yeah. that, that, that for me was um, encouraging. <laughs> it's, it's so weird looking back now. And, and I, I, I'm of an age where I remember first seeing George on top of the pops doing uh, would have been do you really want to hurt me I think mm. and going to school the next day and it being on the front page of like the tabloids is that a boy or a girl <laughs> yeah yeah and it was like and I remember just being so intrigued and fascinated that there was something like that wasn't tailor-made pop it was like oh this is this is something different this is I'm I'm drawn to something here. There's something more interesting here. There's depth to this. Like That's I love it. the fact that I'm questioning what I'm looking at and like, mm-hmm. oh, it was it was yeah. and it, and when you look at it now and you just think I suppose maybe because everybody's completely aware of who Boy George is now, it almost seems <laughs> ridiculous to think the fact that everybody is that a boy or a girl? And it was like yeah, yeah, But yeah. that shows I guess where the country was at the time, but yeah, yeah, um, surreal, but then when... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you, absolutely, and you look back at the interview, that famous interview with the Sex Pistols on Bill Grundy, where like, you know, they're they're swearing at him and and it was this like outrageous thing that they said, fuck on the telly, on this chat show. And, And, you know, it was like, God, get these punks out of this, you know, out of the country. And it was like, they just said fuck on telly. It's <laughs> like, it, now you just think, how was that such <laughs> this huge thing? But I guess that's, that's how we progress and move forward. And, and that's yeah. it. the country right. was in a, was repressed at some point, And these artists just were like, excuse me. <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, let's um, let's stay in the formative years, David. I'm going to ask you, please, to Go tell on. me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I really struggled with whether I should tell you because this is the God's honest truth. It is my. <laughs> My heart will go on, Celine Dion. Okay. <laughs> See, the thing is, it's like I don't want you to get this misconception that like this podcast is about cool records. This podcast <laughs> is about the records that matter, and like, and it mattered to me. But I mean. I don't whether this is a cool podcast or not. It's so uncool to say that I was emotionally impacted <laughs> by my heart will go on. Although Selena is an absolute hero of mine, but that song, I mean, yeah, oh god. But you know what? I, I, I am who I am, and that's the way I felt. <laughs> so tell me, tell me why this thing. So it's purely to do with Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, so. I went to see that. I think I I must have just have been about maybe twelve or or thirteen when it came out that film, and I went with my mum and I went with my sister to see it, and I remember um, just not being able to cope with the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio, spoiler alert, died. <laughs> really not being able to cope with it. Really, not, and, and I think the whole love story between them I just took way too like intensely. I guess that young teenager the young gay boy in me was just like this is too much <laughs> and then that song spoke to me on all kinds of levels it felt like again young little queer boy just really like waking up to this and I I remember saying to my mum when I heard the song come it was out on single CD I was like we need to go so she made her drive me down to Asda and get that song and I came back and I put it on in my room and I remember crying, <laughs> crying to the song, like in my room. And I remember my mum, you know, passing the room like on the way to the toilet or something and looking at me quizzically. Like, that's a funny thing for a young boy to do. <laughs> Just sobbing to like listening to Celine Dion. I don't I, I still don't really know what it felt, what the impact was. I just it's just something to do with the fact that those two were in love and he died. And I was probably in love with, um, what was his name, Jack Dawson. Yeah. Leo DiCaprio, I think, probably at that time. I think he broke a few hearts life. around then, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was basically, I mean, I was a young teenage girl, really, at that point. Wasn't <laughs> so that's what was happening. Yeah, that was the first song. I mean, it's, it doesn't now, but, it, but there is an amazing club beat of it, a club version that I remember hearing in GAY some years later and just going, Whoever did this is a genius. They've turned this song into. A oh, I'm glad that was a positive experience. You didn't just have to like just fell to your knees in tears in the middle of the dance <laughs> no, no, floor. No. It was all good. I, I was uplifted. I was transcended, and I went on the dance floor in GUI for sure. But yeah, it was just uh, that song broke me for a long, long time. <laughs> it really oh, did. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to stay in the formative years, David, for track three. Um, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school. 
This one is Spitting Games, Snow Patrol. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Uh, you know, and I knew it immediately when, when you sent the question. I went, right, that's the song. But I hadn't listened to it in a while. And so I played it again a couple of nights ago and just thought, oh, God, everything about it. I think with that song, because I was at school, high school, during the American Pie film sort of time, right? So there was just that, we, we sort of wanted to be those Americans with the red plastic cups, sort of dancing around. And yeah, do you know, that was the cool thing for us. Did you know what? <laughs> Did that ever exist, right? Because, uh, you know, yeah, that know. whole American Pie, Blink-182 kind of, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. The, the red cups thing, these frat parties that look like the most raw. Do they actually happen? <laughs> I don't know. I need to meet an American who I trust <laughs> and find out. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, re- I really hope they did, and I really hope they do, because otherwise Hollywood's selling us all kinds of lies, aren't they? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I lived my life based on that promise, that that was what was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God, I hope they do. Blink-182, that was really, that was maybe the other band I was going to have a look at, but Spitting Games was just it. I have to say as well, I don't think I was very cool when I was at school, I was a bit of a geek. The, the, the cool crowd sort of accepted me enough. Um, but I remember like this song being everybody's favourite, you know what I mean? And so it wasn't that I discovered it as like a really kind of lone person who just soundtracked his own adolescence. It was that everybody seemed to be listening to it. And so I got into it. And it kind of marked that time where we were all just sort of exploring, drinking alcohol and um, having parties and trying to be cool and, yeah, it was just so much fun. I just got this image of like jumping around my mate Khaled's loft <laughs> uh, to this song. Whether that happened or not, you never know. But in my head, it did. I feel like we parted. It's a cool song, though. I think really absolutely. Cool and, and and where where was home then? Where, where was growing up? So my childhood was at two parks. It was a place called Abram Hill in Cumbernauld. Um, I was there till about. 11 and then we went to Hamilton which is where I consider home as things because that was I guess my adolescence was there um so yeah Hamilton just outside Glasgow really yeah. it's the sort of yeah the new town well Hamilton isn't coming towards a new town kind of on the suburbs of Glasgow and Hamilton's suburbs yeah uh I mean you would say Glasgow really but Hamilton so my mate Khaled sort of lived down the road from me and he had the kind of big house, you know what I mean? <laughs> the one that you could actually have a party in. Yeah. His parents could hear the noise but weren't disturbed by it. So you could get away with kind of... Uh, and they were quite cool, his parents as well, I remember. Yeah. They didn't mind us having another drink. Yeah, it was cool. I loved that. Danced a lot. And actually, like, I met... Well, because Snow Patrol, like, are mates of some of my mates, so, like, the band members are. And, like, I remember actually finding myself in one of their music videos at a pub um, in Broadway Market. And I didn't sort of realise I was in their video like for a while because we were all just drinking and they were just shooting it. I hadn't really realised that I'd signed their waiver saying it was okay to... <laughs> no, I think I was just half cut. And um, I need to find out what song that was. I've not even got any idea. But I met them and was like, God, you guys were my childhood. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I liked them a lot. I, I need to go back actually and listen to a lot of their songs now. Did you like school? Um... I did, yeah, I did, overall. Yeah, I did. I loved school. Um, I had a, a fun time, like, I think I loved the gossip of it and I loved, like, the what's next <laughs> yeah. of it. Uh, I felt it was very, I, was, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I was quite clever and I sort of made that, like, oh, I better be really clever. And so I really studied hard and so I missed out on kind of fun bits. But as I kind of got to 16 to 18, that's when I had my most fun. But it was always kind of tinged with this. Um, I'm not going to say darkness because that wasn't it. Wasn't dark. It was just um, I felt un, I felt different. I felt unusual, and I, I, it was definitely a secret, you know, that I was gay. And I was always worried that I'd be found out with that. Um, it wasn't too traumatic or anything, but I just remember always because you start to realise that your sexuality, I guess, is. 14, 15, 16, yeah. and knowing, oh, shit, is what I thought at the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just had to kind of confront that at the same time. And so that's why I always sort of, it was like 80, well, 70% positive and about 30% kind of troublesome. But 
Was there anyone else in your circle of friends that had, that had come out or anything at that point? No, no. I, 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 I've met some teenagers um, recently, and like with the show that that I've been doing, it's the same. Or that we did, it's the same. Um, met some teenagers, and like they, they're out, and I'm like, "Fuck, you're so brave! Like it's brilliant! Like I, we couldn't have done that. No, yeah. no way. Not in the suburbs of Glasgow. Um, no way. I mean." I've got, I mean, actually, one of my best mates, Scott, he's gay and he came out the same as me after school. And he was my year, you know, we, we didn't have, I think it was just, it would have been such a distraction. Had we come out, we wouldn't have been able to focus on school. We wouldn't yeah. have been able to, you know what I mean? Like it would just, it would have been all consuming. So it was better just to keep your mouth shut, get through it and leave. And then honestly, I think, yeah, the minute I left, I think I started uni in the September and I was out by the 1st of October or something yeah. <laughs> you know like <sighs> thank god you know I can reinvent myself <laughs> it is, I, enjoy like, it. I, I definitely take you know positives from like my, my daughters have just left school um and even you know in in what, what I would say sort of maybe second and third year I don't know what is year what, what year that's called now but in senior school mm-hmm. and and they had so many openly gay school friends and and it wasn't yeah. a thing like and and i just think they actually went to the same school as me and i just think that would have been a big thing like oh, when, yeah. when i was young um yeah. you know i'm not saying that's right that it would have been but it, it would have been um in yeah. the area that we live in and and it's just really progressive and refreshing to to know that like it's just not a thing uh, with, with my daughter's generation and, and, so cool. and uh, their school and that yeah that, that's really really nice and, and it is a it is a pretty rough area that we, we we live in and it's you know a lot of the area around here is very very right wing uh and so it's nice to know that that generation uh completely you know progressive well that's and, it i just think that like because I, well, I hate crimes against the lgbt Q plus community, they're, they're on the rise. I mean, it's really, really worryingly so. Uh, but yeah, we've got this, like, it seems to be folk um, my age and younger, slightly younger, I mean, um, who are committing the, the crimes as far as I can. I mean, I'm sure that's a sweeping generalization, but the younger people just don't seem to care all that negatively. I mean, they don't care all that much. And I think that's, thank God, yeah. that it's. You know, it's the sort of maybe it's the last howl of the the bigots, uh, and that that's going to kind of fade away soon. I hope so. Because it's it so. worrying that it's rising, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay, mm. first song you remember buying from a record shop, David? <laughs> this isn't cool either. This one, <laughs> this one can't be cool. You're not allowed to be cool on this one. Yeah, that's true. So okay, so this I I think this was on cassette. I think I bought this. Probably because I couldn't have afforded the CD. I've got a big, I feel like it was cassette. Uh, Men in Black, Will Smith. <laughs> I still love it, I have to say. Whenever it comes on, I, I, I will boogie. I mean, when you'd see him in that alien, yeah. in that video, doing that bouncing, <laughs> that's absolutely what comes out of me. Yeah, that was an absolute jam. I mean, I was obsessed with that film. I loved that film when I was a kid. Uh, I still do, to be honest. It's so good. And then, yeah, that song. I've got an image of buying it in a... No, it wouldn't have been... Because of where I'm from, it, I can't... I'm, I was racking my brain this morning trying to think of the name of the shop, but it must have been like an independent music shop. It had to have been because it, we we didn't have big stores yeah. where I lived. So it was a tiny kind of wee shop. So, I mean, they don't exist anymore, do they, independent? They're few and far between, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it was where we, you, God, it'd be, yeah. So, anyway, I think I went in there and I remember being delighted that they had it because I was worried it was going to be sold out yeah. at the time. And so I bought the cassette and um, my mum had driven me there. So we got in the car and I put it on in the car and just like, it was brilliant. <laughs> cassette, man. Oh, wow. Do you know, it's the same. They sent me, um, the HBO people, they sent me a, like a goodie pack. Um, of 80s stuff and um, Callum who plays Colin 
was just like so in love with his like cassette player that they gave us and I was just like like <laughs> this was my childhood <laughs> and I was sort of really pissed off that this has now become retro like get to hell yeah yeah <laughs> such oh, a retro and they've actually now done them to look like so they're actually bluetoothable now yeah so you can put a cassette in and the one they sent was Gloria Gaynor put a cassette in and bluetooth it somewhere and it's proper like brand new but it's now cool to have it and I'm like oh where you go <laughs> who who put the music together for that show um do you mean the the composition just who it. chose the records the, that were used because it was so good. Yeah, it has to, to be perfectly honest, I don't know the, the answer and that's to my shame really because it's, it's one of those things that it was sort of so post-production. We, I, yeah. I was never introduced to that person. I don't believe anyway. I'm really sorry if I, if I did meet them. I don't believe meeting them. So I'm not sure. But I I would, I mean, Russell did write um, a lot of songs into his writing so things like when um, Jill is uh, cleaning up for my character, Gloria, Yeah. Uh, there's a montage, more and more, more, I don't know how many more it is, more and more, more. Yeah. Uh, that, he specified it had to be that. I think because oh, he really? wrote a lot of the scenes to that music. Um, the songs that uh, she and uh, Richie, Ollie, Alexander's character, that they sing together, that was chosen. Um Gloria, the song, I mean, that feels like it's, it was so obvious, but uh, that was our director, like in, in rehearsal, said to me, I'm going to really try and end the so- end the, the, the episode with Gloria. And it was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Yeah, we hadn't really thought about it. Yeah. And we'd, we'd, in rehearsals, we'd put together Spotify playlists of all our favourite songs and share them. And, and then when we were on set, they'd play things like, there was this one amazing, and never made it to the full cut where they played, oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind, Mickey. And it was us in the bar all dancing around. They did this whole shot, never made it to the final cut, but I just think that would have been so fun to watch us all dancing yeah. to Mickey. Uh, anyway, that never made it. So I think it was a mixture, really, between director Peter Hoare and Russell TD and um, com- comp- composers and probably whoever they could get uh, without costing a fortune, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, whoever it was, whether it was a collective mind or it was, it's genius, isn't it? So oh, good. So good. Um, well, whilst we're talking uh, about dancing, track mm-hmm. five, David, the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. This, uh, people might shame me for, but I'm not ashamed. This is moves like Jagger, Maroon 5. <laughs> Absolute great. I mean, this for me was, it just seemed to go on for years for me, this song. I was clubbing well before this came out, but this was a couple of years where I really went for it <laughs> with this song. And it was my jam. And whenever it came on, my mates would look for me if I'm off at the bar or I've went off with some guy that I've picked up. <laughs> Like they'd be like, okay, where's Dave? Because this is when he becomes extra, you know. <laughs> and I'd, and I'd, I'd push people off of the like the mini stage and the two brewers and clap. I'm like, get this is my time now. <laughs> oh, wonderful! This and, is it. I love this one. And where was clubbing? Um, all over really, <laughs> but uh, London for sure. Like, I mean, I did. I, I was in Liverpool for a year before going to London. I had a good time there learned how to go out there was only like 18 there but London's been my clubbing days and for me it's um, Clapham Clapham really the odd time in Soho of course like you can't not but Soho just was too expensive it felt like yeah. so Clapham was my clubbing days for sure and specifically the two brewers I, I just adore that place I'm back in recently I watched a cabaret act with my mum and my a couple of my mates, and then um, the the ma- manager there kind of caught me and said, um, "Oh my god, are you Gloria from Sin?" I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and they were like, "Do you want do you want somebody to sit?" So actually, that'd be great because my mum's getting her feet are getting sore now. So they said, "Oh yeah," and I remember thinking, "Okay, this is really cool." Like, I've always <laughs> fought to try and get a seat in that place. <laughs> I'm like, now we could actually sit down for a bit. Um, Two brewers for me. Every I was there every Saturday night. There was a period where I was in Shoreditch as well. Um, now, what was that place called? The Joiner Joiner's Arm. Yep. 
Do you remember that place? Like mm-hmm. a meat market, that wasn't it? Loved it. Um, that was a that was a good year. At one point, I went there like three times a week. So it was GAY was or Pop Stars on the radar? Pop Stars was there was there once I remember uh, because that we just started drama school. Um, was that at a Scala then? Oh God, King's Cross. What, yeah, Scala. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. And then it seemed to shut down the next time I looked. Mm. It felt like. Um, yeah, GY, GY Late was a big one for me. That was always a place I, I looked forward to going. And I actually was lucky that we managed to hit GY Astoria before yeah. that shot. That was brilliant. Oh what my God, venue. we saw like a, what a venue. I mean, it was just beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, is that, is that still there? Like, what have they done to that? No, no idea what it is now. I know, it's, I know it's not a club, but you've got this cavernous yeah. theatre that they turned into a club. Ah, oh, it was amazing. Like, what have they done to it? Anyway, um, we had a great time there. Heaven, a little bit, for sure, of course. Like, But they were the big, big nights. The problem is, is because I went to drama school in Sidcup and we lived in Streatham afterwards. And then, then I was in East London. And then I've moved back to kind of South London. Now I live in... King, I was in Kingsville and I'm in Sutton. Um, I've like, it's always the night bus was too long. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So we'd just hang out in Clapham a lot. And then I guess like when I started treating myself to, ta- to a taxi of a night out, that's when I would have the big night out in town and we'd go to those places. Yeah. For sure. I did. I, yeah, I loved them. So, you know, in, in what I didn't really sort of touch on, which I like to always ask guests, he's like, in them kind of sort of formative years at school and, and you know, the, the years that, that, that follow kind of college years and stuff, like, did you know what you wanted to be? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, as in, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I always wanted to be an actor when I was younger. Like, it was the thing I was really good at. I remember knowing people liked me more for doing it, if you see what I mean. Like, they laughed a lot. Um, or they'd really listened to me. And I was, I was, I was, that was something I was. I perceived. They thought, oh, why did they do that? And then I kept, I mean, that was really young, like five years old, and then kept doing it. There was a period where I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> um, I remember speaking to my teachers at school and was like, I think I'm going to, drop drama and, and do double sciences so I can just do, so I can do medicine and my drama teacher Miss Burns Sarah Burns she said to me I wouldn't normally do this but I think you need to push acting I think you've got it in you she that's so important and, stuff like that I, do you know what I mean yeah like it's, it's a conversation that rings. she probably won't remember she said it I'm sure but I really remember it, it like just someone saying not not trying to convince you just going this is what I think of you it felt very personal and when a teacher is a teacher to you and, and they, they believe you in your authority. abilities yeah 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 and just sort of enough to pull you aside and have a positive conversation yeah. with you rather than just like you, you messed up your homework or you need to buck up your ideas that's going to say I think you're excellent that was um that was so much and then so then I went to drama school it was for me it's been quite a boring path in that sense that I kind of knew I wanted to do I set my mind to it it's not been it's not been a straightforward path my god it's been bumpy um a lot of rejections and everything like my god like any anybody I've always known I've wanted to do it yeah I have to say like 
I nearly gave up. This sounds a bit like I'm sure every actor's done this, but I was inch. I mean, I was basically I was going to be a social worker. Uh, I, I literally, honestly, a couple of months before I got SSN, I'd been offered to do the program, and uh, and I was really pleased with that. I was like, yeah, this is this feels like the right path for me to be a social worker. I really want to do it. And then um, SSN came around the corner, and I thought, well, you know, you started this journey, you might as well see it through, see what happens, and then things went well <laughs> so I haven't ruled social work out we'll see um, but I'm an actor for now <laughs> an actor for now was you a confident kid? Um, I think I appeared confident yeah yeah uh, um, I now know that it was a lot of like it was a it was a great defence mechanism uh, and a, a very very um so I'm looking for a very clever one. Like I was able to kind of really put that on a lot. Sure. But I think, but yeah, my confidence now feels uh, honest. To be authentic to what I'm aiming for. But yeah, as, as a kid, I was always outspoken, and I was always able to like. I just knew that, that that's what people wanted me to be, so I did it. Yeah. Gosh, you good questions. You keep making me. I'm rubbish at this because I then go. <laughs> Was I? And then I sort of drift off. Like you know, that's not good for podcasts. Do you know what I mean? Like too many pauses. You're doing. You're doing wonderful, David. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about home. And I'm going to take you there now because for track six, uh, I want a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is Prospect Street, the Big Dish. <laughs> Do you know it? I don't. Tell me more. I don't it's one of the songs I don't know hugely well I know the song really well I don't know much about the band hugely and I don't know much about its origins I was in a record shop in Chichester it must have been about 2015 2014 15 and I found this album I can't even it's in this cupboard behind me here um, and it had a picture of like Glasgow, all these people in Glasgow, and it was like it was put. To, it was a compilation. It was put together in the eighties. It's only about eight or nine songs, and this is one of them on it. And I remember hearing this song, it just been like, oh, I don't know what everything about it felt like Glasgow to me, and everything about it felt like Glasgow in my childhood. So I, I don't know whether I've heard this song subconsciously when I was younger, and it's and it's got a moment, but it, it, I just love it. Um, so I did a bit of research in the Big Dish I believe are from Airdrie uh, the band members and Airdrie is my dad's side of the family all come from Garkosh which is a small kind of town outside of Coatbridge and Airdrie is basically another one of those small towns near Coatbridge so Airdrie is like a, I've got a lot of kind of family members that have lived there or, or nearby in a lot, for a lot of time um, and so maybe that's why I've heard that I was thinking the other day going, maybe somebody played this in a record when I was a kid, a really young kid. Yeah. That would have been like when my mum and dad were together. So that would have been one or two years old. I yeah. wonder if it was on, you know, but that sounds a bit mad, but um, it's just a beautiful song. And I, I just would encourage anyone to to listen to it. It's really uplifting, um, which is unusual for like, I think any music coming out of Scotland in the eighties, like, because like <laughs> it was mostly kind of either anarchic uh, or rebellious or, um, just woeful about poverty. <laughs> this is saying like things are going to be okay. Yeah. Not, I'm not sure that's what the the music saying it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Lovely song. When you spoke about, um, you know, kind of uh, the, the the ride that he's acting, you know, that as, as a as a career, and and how it can present rejection because um, mm. uh, it's such a a, a tough industry. Um, Confidence aside, would you say you're driven? Yeah, I would definitely. And sometimes I worry if that's like a sin, you know, like is it is it bad that I've got a level of ambition like that? Because it, it, it does mean that I put myself first at times and my career first. Um the business is something I, I favour at times over um, personal health um, <laughs> uh, relationships like I don't think to to such a detrimental effect but uh, a det detrimental impact but I am very driven I've got I know exactly what 
I want <laughs> uh, at times, and I know where I want to go with it, uh, which can make me very stubborn. But I just, I don't know, I just, I feel that way of, I feel like I'm really, it sounds arrogant, but I really don't mean it this way. I do think I'm really, like, it's one of those things, you know, if you feel like deep down, I'm quite good at something. And I do think I'm quite good at it, so I just really want to do it. Yeah. And I kind of get pissed off if nobody lets me. <laughs> so I, I I put my foot down and, and, and hope for the, like, as I'm pedal to the metal and, and go for it. So I do feel very driven, yeah. I've, I don't, I, I really go for it. That's instilled in me from my mum, you know, like, to be honest, I think most Glaswegians in particular are, like, there's just that kind of, like, we've got to go on with it. And you just don't let anyone take the piss out. You just got on with it and go for it, you know. Do you think that feeds into one of the first things you said at the beginning about when lockdown hit? Like you're, you know, you have that mentality of like, well, I can't, I can't have like a, an afternoon off. I've, I've, I've got to do something. Do you think that's yeah. kind of like a byproduct of that drive, that incessant need to feel like, well, I've got to work, like I've got to do yeah. something, like yeah. Definitely, because otherwise you're lazy. That's what my brain tells me. But it's bollocks, though, isn't it? Not, it's it's, it's, that, bollocks. it's, it's absolute bollocks. bollocks, isn't it? It's like the guy that actually got me into doing podcasting is a, 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 a he's an, oh, it's now an actor actually called Scroobius Pip, and uh, and and he was you know he said to me the other day like he, he put a little post up about like don't wear it as a badge of honor like how hard you work like how many hours yeah, yeah. you work it's like you know and i was like yeah, that's a really good point that like totally. uh, <laughs> and and you know he says to me loads of times he's like just have the afternoon off man and i'm like yeah. what and he's like just have the uh-huh. afternoon off and like and he's super driven and like and uh, but yeah. when you do sort of step back and think about it you think well it ain't the end of the world is it to have a day off like and- and like the thing is, I'd say that to anybody. Have an afternoon off. Like, gather yourself, relax. Like, yeah. more work or, or more or high quality of work will occur from relax, from you being rested. Yeah. I, I know that consciously, but my my body can't yeah. sit still. I've got to just keep doing stuff. I was listening to you know Michaela Cole. She won was it an Emmy recently, um, and she did. She said um, in her speech. She was talking to writers saying that success and visibility are, are almost feel like the same thing now or that one relies on the other. And she said, actually, turn off your social media and, and turn off everything else and see what you get in the silence. I was just like, I felt very moved by that because it felt like, I was like, yeah, that's sometimes what I need to do is yeah. just be quiet and retreat but at times. I'm getting better at it. I have to say, like, I'm definitely... Lockdown was great for that. It did teach yeah. me to. You know, it was literally, I'm being told to stay at home. So if there's if you've if you've got nothing you can work on right now, why not relax? Watch those films you've been meaning to watch forever. Read the books you've been trying to catch up on. Do st- stuff that's going to nourish you and enrich you. Yeah, rather than sort of being like a hamster in a wheel. A teacher said that to me once when I was at drama school. That I, I reminded them of a hamster in a wheel. Um, sometimes I could just run around for, and not really get anywhere, <laughs> which is true at times. Um, yeah, so that that drive can be kind of both my um, my saviour because it keeps my eye on the ball and it keeps me going, but it can also just really wreck me, and I have to then sleep for days because <laughs> it's just I've just batted my head against a brick wall for play. It's ridiculous. Okay, <sighs> last track. Uh, David, I'm going to ask you, please, uh, to play Tastemaker and Influencer. And uh, mm-hmm. and for track seven, a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear. This is called Orange Trees by Rose Betts. It's the most beautiful song. I, I, yeah, I think it may be one of those beautiful songs I've ever heard. Um, so Rose is actually the daughter of one of my friends. Um, and that's the only reason why I discovered her music, but it's not the reason why I think it's the most beautiful song or that she is extraordinary. I just can't quite believe that I know her dad that well. Um, Cause it's, she's just amazing. She, and she's so proper as well. She's soul and integrity and doesn't, she only does what's right for her. And this is one of those songs that, 
there's a story behind it, which I won't tell you um, because I don't, I don't know that I'll get it right. And, and I want anyone who's interested in listening to the music to, to, to research it so that it's accurate. But it's a hauntingly beautiful story that uh, how what it was that inspired her to write this song. Um, it's just gorgeous. I don't know what else to say about it, really. It just, every, every time I hear it, I, I'm moved by it. I love all her music, to be honest. Um, it's actually her 30th birthday at the weekend, um, which I forgot all about until I told my partner, these are my song choices. And then he went, oh, my God, we've got our 30th birthday at the weekend. <laughs> I'm like, what? When's he going to buy a present? <laughs> I'm not at time. <laughs> so that was weird. Um, I had no idea. So, yeah, her, she's it, she's just wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Orange Trees by Rose Betts. Please, people, listen to it. Wonderful. Uh, and all of her songs, because she's not like a, she's not a big artist yet. Although having said this, she did sing uh, the opening credits song for uh, Justice League recently. <laughs> like what? Just, just throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was on the phone to her dad, and I said, "How's Rose getting on?" And he went, "Well, listen to this." And then he told me, and I'm like, "Ah!" And actually, I think she may have won like a globe or something by accident but nobody knows about her like yeah. well every, people do but not it's not the sort of level that she should be recognised yeah. as the kind of Adele level I think so um, yeah please listen to this that song and, and her other tracks she's amazing <laughs> well we can make that a little easy for everyone because um, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast yes um, with uh, with all your tracks on there um uh, yeah, don't, don't go go careful with Celine Dion. You know, I don't I don't want anyone listening to uh, have to have their parents walking past their bedroom door looking in, thinking, why is he sobbing uncontrollably on the floor? <laughs> I know. Just like, Approach with caution. This this playlist, people. That's it. You've got to be careful. Don't listen while driving, guys. It's too much. <laughs> or on a bike, you'll fall off. <laughs> um, and so, David, I mentioned at the beginning that uh, we, you know we're, we're, we're in October, coming towards the end of a, a year that started quite quite bleak, and is 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 you know hopefully going to be a far more happier place uh, the, the, the second half of this year. Um, what are you looking forward to from the rest of this year, personally, and what's happening professionally? Personally, I'm most looking forward to Christmas because last year's Christmas was. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was at home. I mean, I was with my partner, which is a blessing, and he wasn't working because he's a, my partner's a paramedic, and so normally he's working, and he wasn't, and it was great, and we had a we had a lovely time together. But I missed being with my family up in Scotland. I missed seeing his family. I miss seeing my nieces. So I'm really looking forward to to Christmas for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to like that whole thing you know Christmas seems to start November through December and you can kind of go for drinks with people and nice dinners and the markets start and since I'm not one for Christmas at all I, I sort of actually find it kind of irritating because it's you can, everything becomes busier you can't yeah. do anything but uh, this year I'm really looking forward to that yeah and um, I'm trying to think that as I'm speaking I'm going oh my god if I get anyone's wedding that I should say I'm really looking forward to that <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do um and then, and also my own wedding, though. I mean, that's next year, but uh, next next July, I'm looking forward to finally getting married and maybe having a holiday if we can still go. Yeah, um, professionally, you know, things are still still forming themselves. Really, it's it's bizarre. I had this this huge injection of energy that came from the release of It's a Sin and everything that's come from that, but. The industry was shut and remained yeah. shut for so long, and then only now is it opening back up. So there's this kind of overwhelming like uh, barrage of auditions to do, which just takes quite a long time, you know, like to kind of subject really do the work properly. So that keeps me busy. Um, we'll see what comes. Oh, I, I, this is still a bit daft. I found out this week that I'm nominated for a Scottish BAFTA. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, so I'm still coming to terms with that. That's coming up. I forgot about that. Oh my god, that's bad. Yeah, um, that's on the 20th of November. I've got that. Well, that's another thing you can talk to Gail Porter about because she won one last year. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to be best friends. I can see it coming. Yeah, I I just, maybe I'll just, like, call her up. Like, hi. Uh, yeah, I will definitely drop her a message. If she, if she, I'm, although I'll probably be one of those creeps that sort of drops into DMs. And she's like, we're okay to exchange emojis, but 
not you're not up to my level yet, Dee, to have a conversation. Oh, she's the best, mate. She's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see. It's fun and interesting a few months, I think. We'll see. Oh, wonderful. And if people want to keep up to speed with everything you're up to, where's the best place to follow David? Uh, either Twitter or Instagram. I like both equally and uh, I sort of shout a bit more on Twitter about things that piss me off. <laughs> uh, so I'm um, David Carlyle, which is not the, uh, the town spelling, C-A-R-L-Y-L-E underscore. That's my social media handles. You can get me there. Um, yeah, or that's about, I mean, yeah, where else? Or you can come to my front door. <laughs> Let's not give away your address on it. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. But, but, but you know, I'm still I'm still relatively unemployed, so I'm quite happy for that. Pop round for a brew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, David, yeah. it's been delightful talking with oh, you today. Totally. Thanks so much, mate. It's been an absolute joy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, mate. <laughs> oh, thank you. There you go. Ah, wonderful, 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 wonderful. What an absolutely wonderful man. Um, yeah, beautiful chat. I just, yeah, it's just nice when you just get a little little connection uh, when you're chatting, and and yeah, and and it makes the guests feel comfortable um, about sobbing to Celine Dion. You know, you know, the rest of the conversation is going to be good when they've they've given that information away. Um, oh, it was, I had such a lovely time, and uh, and if you've got a fraction of joy, um, a fraction of the joy that I got. Uh, having that conversation with David and you've just had a smashing time. Um, Thanks once more to David. Thanks to you lot. Um, Yeah, just uh, be nice to each other and I'll see you next time. Love you lots. Bye-bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping.